Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to up-level your mental health game because that's how we go from just surviving to full on thriving. I just like singing to you. That's all. That's all that is. Um, In today's episode, we are going to talk about basically the how and the why, you know, behind stopping making the past your problem. Did I I even say that correctly? Basically, we're going to stop making the past your problem. That's what we're going to do today. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the how, and we're going to talk about the why. That's that's what's up. Hello. Um, And since I'm all all flustered and on ramble, uh, make sure (laughs) to leave a review for the podcast. Um, Take a moment, you know, get on iTunes, leave a review. Let me know what you think. Let me know how it's helping you, how it's changing your life. Uh, means the world to me to read those reviews. Um, it's it's just absolutely wonderful. And it also helps the show out immensely. And if you want to help the show out even further, um, you can go check that out at www.simplyally.com slash podcast, like you said. But on the last episode, there are new podcast tiers to where you can donate. You can also get some awesome stuff in return. Um, and that's a way that you can help support the show and our team, which is me and my girl Jess, that are running the show, making sure that you get an episode every single week. All right, let's talk about the past and it being a problem because we don't like it. Okay, anyway, so the reason I wanted to talk about this, I mean, it comes up a lot, clearly. If you're dealing with bipolar anxiety depression, um, the past comes up a lot. <laughs> it, it tends to be the go-to, but what actually kind of hit home for me was that uh, my parents were in town not that long ago, and I was talking with my stepmom about trauma. We were talking about trauma and um, just kind of going into uh, how it's, the the word trauma is interesting and just how uh, most people maybe experience trauma and don't, don't call it that or X, Y, and Z. And so we just got on this conversation because, um, you know, I've, I have, I was writing my book, Break the Chain. And so I needed some, like some dates and some details kind of, kind of filled in for me, um, when it came to referencing stories from my past, simply because, um, you know, the first seven years of my life are, are gone from my brain. Um, I can't really remember them. I don't, don't have much in there. Um, and, I can only, I'll just give you this, but I can only speculate that um, possibly it was because of my parents' divorce when I was younger. And um, I've kind of, I think I've kind of come to the conclusion that my my go-to was just to um, shut down and, I don't know, just turn everything off, lock everything out. So I don't remember that. And then um, closer to the time I was 10, another big event happened in my life um, where I was living with my, my dad and my stepmom um, in, a, in New Mexico, had loads of friends, um, and then we ended up moving to my mom. It's not that I didn't love my mom. I'll just put that out there. Um, but, you know, I was happy. I had a life. You know, things felt good. And uh, my sister didn't want to move because my parents are in 
uh, the military. Um, so she didn't want to move while she was in high school. And so we moved to live with my mom so that that wouldn't happen. And so I was kind of just ripped away from that situation, not not really by choice um, and not by my my dad or my stepmom's choice really either. It was kind of my, my sister's choice, I guess. I don't know. Again, I don't remember it. So that's another chunk of time that is gone to me. Now, the reason I bring this up is because, like I said, we were kind of talking about trauma, kind of talking about the past, and it was hard for her to talk about. Um, because after that second event happened, um, that is when the bad kind of just really punched me in the face hard. Um, I think that, I don't know, it must have, it must have just jump-started the car, baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but basically, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because I could sit here and I could have, I could have gotten so wrapped up and, and being like, I need to figure it out because that's how I'm going to get better. Or that's, you know, I could have been stuck in the space of like, this is what made me who I am today. Like when I was still in the throes of the bad and all that, um, you know, a lot of people end up letting what happened in the past control their future. Um, it's very common. And, and I'll give you this, okay? And if you find yourself here, you know, you know you're not alone, for one. And for two, the brain is wired that way. It's wired to look back, um, to see what what's there, to reference and see, you know, who you're supposed to be and what you're capable of and what's possible in your life. It looks back because that's the only information it has to work with and it has to process. So, the brain is wired to do that. Um, but I, but if the past has become, become kind of a problem for you, if it's instilling fear or it's, you know, kind of made you, if you feel like it's made you in a way that you don't want to be, it's not, it's a person you don't want to be, then like, I want you to know, like, you have a choice. We can change the trajectory of this and the past doesn't have to be a problem for you anymore. Um, I mean, that's why I'm such a big advocate of telling people that in order to beat bipolar anxiety and depression, you don't have to have your past figured out. You don't have to know why you got here. Or even if you do, it can stay there. You don't need to decode that. You don't need to do whatever with that. You just need to, honestly, you just need to let it go. We're going to talk about a couple ways to do that. I know it sounds so much easier said than done, but work with me. Um, but, um, you know, I've, I've had, I've helped so many students that like, I don't, I don't know their stories. I don't know their past and they still have made immense progress because it's not, the past doesn't have to be your problem. Like it, it doesn't, like you can focus on the present, you can make shifts, you can make changes. Um, and it's just, it's just a really powerful thing to not let that control your future anymore. Um, so the first way I kind of want to talk about is pulling value and leaving the rest, okay? We're going to have experiences in our lives that maybe leave us with guilt or shame or anger or sadness. I was actually talking to a student about this the other day, and he was really talking about how, you know, like there were so many things like relationships he ruined and things in the past that he looked back on and he just kind of regretted. And he was like, and it was because of the bad, like it was because of the bad, like I was stuck in that and just like was treating people in a way he didn't want to treat people. And so, you know, like that, that past was still hanging on, like that past was still his, his current present problem. Um, because he still was just like feeling that, that guilt or that shame or that anger, all that stuff. And I used to be the same way. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I hurt so many people mentally, physically, like I hurt so many people. I was such a nasty person. Um, 
And so many people are like, I don't believe you when you say that. And um, they just want you to know that like, it's true. I mean, I've, I've shaped myself very intentionally into who I am today. It was all it's, who I am on this microphone talking to you right now is by ch- it's choice. It's choice and intention. I swear to you that it's the reason I'm free from the bad. But it, it wasn't always that way. Um, you know, just like I use my words to motivate you today. I used to use them to cut people down. I also like I literally physically hit people because that was just my way of like creating a defense for myself. It's gross. Anyway, but I've left it back there and I've pulled so much value from it. I mean, it's how I've created who I am today. And that's what I'm saying is you look back at those experiences and you pull the value rather than getting wrapped up and carrying the whole experience with you of, oh, I feel like the worst person in the world because I did that. Like, there's no changing it. It's in your past. It's, it's, it's cemented in there. It's locked in. Okay. Like that might be good news to you or bad, but it's untouchable. It, it is, it is in your past. And so it doesn't do you any favors to like carry a bag of cement blocks on your back. It just doesn't. And so what you do when you pull a, a piece of value and that for me, like even looking back and saying like, I was such a mean person with my words. Like I cut people down so hard with my words. You know, I took a chip off that cement block because this is the, this is the metaphor we're going with. I took a little chip off that cement block and and I held it like a little tiny rock and I said, okay, this, that's not who I want to be. That's the value I pulled from it is that I'm capable of that, but that's not who I want to be. And I put that in my pocket because I tell you it's a whole freaking load lighter than carrying the whole block with you. Okay. I could sit here and beat myself up for ages for what happened in the past or sit and have regrets or remorse or whatever. But what's better and what's easier and what's more beneficial for you is to find that little chunk of value and say, this is what I'm going to take with me. Will I ever forget who I was? I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to forget. <laughs> It'd be weird if I did. Um, maybe one day when I'm old. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, you know, am I going to forget that? No. Am I still going to remember that? Yes. But I know that, like, I learned from it. I took value from it and I moved forward with that. That means I, I turned it into, like, I created a purpose with it, right? So that's what I mean by pulling value and leaving the rest because, that's how you grow. That's how you change. It's how you move forward lighter and not so heavy and not so full of things that just don't need to be there, if you will. Then the second way, and the reason I want to talk about the second way is because I know that there might be experiences in your past that, you know, maybe you just revisit and you feel those really intense emotions about. Um, But I do also know that, you know, there are going to be things from your past that maybe don't leave you alone. You're not trying to revisit them. They just come up. Maybe they're triggered by something. Maybe it's, um, you know, it, it, it just might happen involuntarily. It might just show up constantly. And so it might be harder in that situation to pull value. Um, I mean, you can try, you can see if that works. I mean, if it does freaking fantastic, wonderful. Um, but if you find that even pulling value doesn't, doesn't work, it doesn't keep it away. It still keeps coming up and kind of like haunting you and punching you in the gut or whatever, you know, that's when it's really crucial to reassociate that 
experience or that memory, like what you had there, what keeps coming up for you, or finding power in what happened. Because I know that there's going to be things in people's past that like maybe felt like had them feeling powerless or out of control or completely like helpless or, or any of those things. Um, and that's what I want you to know is, is you got to dig into it and find power. And you might look back at something that is just so dark and heavy. And I know this is such a, like, it's such an intense topic to talk about, but I know that some people's pasts are, are full of some, they're full of some stuff. I mean, mine was. Um, so, you know, when you see a situation like that, and I, I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but I'll, I'll give you this example. Um, this is one that I actually like, this is a memory I repressed for a while and then it just kind of surfaced randomly. And it was really like, it was like shocking to like have remembered it. And I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that, but it was weird. Um, and it was, it's something that like, I, like I said, I still remember, but it doesn't come up and kind of haunt me like it did initially when it came back. Um, basically there was a time when I was younger and I was so drunk and I was so high that somebody made, how do I say this lightly? I won't, I'm not going to say I was raped because I, I just, I don't recall that happening. And, but somebody definitely was touching me in a way I didn't want to be touched. And that was happening. And I was so like I was, I was, I was so under an influence that like I couldn't move my body. I couldn't vocalize. I couldn't do anything. And there's probably people that maybe like relate to that experience, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. Um, and like I said, that was something I repressed for so long, but you know, it kept popping up and it was just like, uh, uh, like it's, it, it, like, again, it's just something that haunts you. And, and you could sit in that place of like, blame or like what you could have done differently, or what you should have done differently or what you like, whatever, like you can sit there and do that to yourself, but it's just, it's not helpful. And so, you know, you can find power in that by just like, I mean, I look back at that and get, and I just remind myself, like, that's why I don't drink. That's why I don't do drugs anymore. Like, that's why I am strong now, like not having those intense experiences. And this, you can take this back and go listen to the last episode of, you know, failure is a great thing, but those those experiences again this is kind of pulling value but in, in from a place of power of being like that has made me so immensely stronger and wiser than maybe I would have been if I hadn't experienced something to that degree so you can do something like that or you can even reassociate that memory and just kind of you can either reassociate it in the sense that if it pops up and it feels very present in your mind you can kind of remind yourself like that was in the past and and remind yourself that you're not that same person, right? So it's kind of reassociating that like that's not in the present. That's not who I am now. That was then. That was who I was and that was then. And to like separate those two and to reassociate, almost reassociate that that like visceral remembering with it just being a memory. Or, you know, you can reassociate maybe things that trigger certain memories and and see them in a different light. Um, and just kind of, like I said, just reassociate, changing your, your definition. Um, you know, like, like, for example, this isn't something I experienced, but for example, like with that situation, um, if I see people 
drinking or if I see people partying and it triggers me, you know, I can just kind of, I can reassociate and just say, that's that, that's their way of having fun. Like that's their way of doing that and not labeling it with my like full-blown experience. Does that make sense? And so you just begin to reassociate it and say like, when I see this, this is what I can think is that this is this person's choice to have fun and get away from reassociating it with my personal experience. So I'm sorry if that was like a long-winded way of explaining that, but I feel like it's really valuable because I know sometimes we get that generalized advice of being like, oh yeah, you just let it go. Like, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. (laughs) And it's like, oh, if it was only that easy. Um, So I try to, you know, I'm always here trying to give you guys like tangible, like try this and do this, like really tactical in the moment stuff. Like I'm trying to do my best. I know sometimes it's a little more difficult because scenarios can be vague, but um, I do my best always. Now, here's here's what I, how I want to, you know, wrap this up. And I just want to let you know, because when we talk about that whole like letting go or leaving something in the past or reassociating it or whatever, you know, trying to like let the past stay where it is so it isn't your problem um, in the present. The hardest part about letting go of something like that is that... <sighs> Not that it's the hardest part, but it can be the hardest part. Sorry, I always try to say it can be. <laughs> so it can be the hardest part, um, letting go can, because it our past, like sometimes it becomes, I mean, oftentimes it becomes very much part of our identity. And what I mean by that is like, it's not that it's made up who we are necessarily, but I don't want to like say this in a, in a, in a rude way by any means, but like, so for me, like it was ingrained in my identity that like I was broken or that like I could never do things or like even like complaining about like, so like even the bad was ingrained in my identity. It was like who I was. It was what I, you know, blamed like certain behaviors on. I was like, oh, I do this because of this. And so that can be the hardest part. Um, I, I was talking with a friend once and she was telling me about uh, a friend that she has and how she's always talking about um, this, you know, this big thing that happened in her past. And she always brings whatever she's like, whatever's happening with her now back to that situation. And it's because it's become so ingrained in her identity. And so to let go of that past experience, right? To leave it there, to not bring it into the present, then she wouldn't have a reason for her behaviors or her actions or her beliefs or like why she does things, right? So like that's that can be the hardest part of letting go. And I think a lot of people don't realize that is because sometimes that's us, that would that would mean cutting off ties with the reason you behave a certain way or do things a certain way. And that's, that's a really, that's a really big thing (laughs) to realize. And I'll, I'm going to talk about this in, in next week's episode. I'm I'm very excited to to share that with you about what happens when you play with your beliefs. But, um, I'm going to talk about my experiment with beating the bad. And and this really plays into it. It was like, what if I remove that identity component? What if I let that go? What if I stop making that the reason for everything? 
What if I stop referencing that, stop going back to that? Not that it didn't happen, not that I'm pretending like it wasn't there in my past, but what if I stopped attaching my current identity to it? It's kind of amazing when you can make that separation. But I think it is one of the hardest parts for people because they they want to let go, but they don't realize how much it's defined them and how much they actually still um, hold on to it and, and use it and present it. And it's, um, it's an interesting thing to think about. But yeah, I mean, getting out of that, I want you to, so here's, here's where, here's where we make the bridge, right? Because if we're not looking to the past, like if, if, if the past isn't our current problem, right? When we get out of the habit of looking to the past, then what do we do from there? Now, my step from there, when I stopped looking to the past to see what was possible, to see what I was capable of, all that stuff, that was when I really got into books. That was my journey into books and educating myself and reading self-help and self-development and, and all these things because I was like, I just want to see what's possible. I want to see what what's out there. And so, like I said, the brain is wired, you know, to look at the past, to look at experiences. And so my intention was, I want to read these books and just see what's possible and give my brain something to latch onto, to say, hey, that person did it. Hey, that person did that. And that means like, I can do that too. Like, and you know, in making those ties. And so that's why I think books are a really, really valuable thing, a really valuable tool, especially because it, it gives you new perspective. It opens up your eyes. It opens up opportunities and, and, and what's possible because you're no longer just referencing your past to what's possible. You're learning about people. You're learning about different ways to do things. I mean, even just by you listening to this podcast, it's expanding what you believe is possible. I mean, that's what I was doing with books. I just wasn't listening to podcasts at that point. But um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And so, I mean, that's I love books. And so I want to encourage you, like, if you love to read, if that's your jam, or you want to get into it, and especially in from a place of like self development and personal growth and all of that. Um, I have a free resource called 20, pu- 20 plus books that will change your life. Um, it's definitely more than 20 on there. <laughs> but it is a, you know, it's a categorized list of all the it's I mean, basically, you're getting access to my personal library, like what I read, and not just everything I read, but what I read and recommend, because there's definitely books that haven't made it on that list. Um, but what I read and recommend, and I think would be really beneficial for you. And I mean, we it's books about, you know, money mindset, productivity, um, self-love even, um, relationships, spirituality, like there's so many different sections I'm telling you not for reading books, but such a great resource. So if you want to, you know, get away from looking at the past and start looking at, you know, what else could be possible for you, I'm going to always recommend that you be reading books. So if you want to check that out, you can go get access to that at www.simplyolly.com tools. And also in there, there's a really awesome, um, thing where I basically kind of in each category that there are books, um, I give you kind of the first three books I recommend that you start with. Um, that way you kind of, you don't look at the list and get overwhelmed. I know it can be super overwhelming to be like, there's a lot of books. Um, but you can look at that list, um, and see like, okay, that would be a good one to start with. Um, there's, like I said, there's the first three for each category that there is. So I hope you check that out. Um, hope you use that. It's super awesome. So yeah, stop making the past your problem. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying simply awesome. I'll keep saying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod.
Spotify. Hey there, before we totally wrap things up, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy didn't offer me the clear steps to getting better that I so desperately craved. So I spent nearly 10 years figuring out how to break free from mental illness in a way that allowed me to feel in control, empowered, happy, and thriving. Now it's my mission in life to help more people do the same. That's exactly why I created my signature program, Beat the Bad. This is an eight-week program where I teach you the exact steps to conquer bipolar, anxiety, and depression. Look, these are tried and true practical steps that my students love because they are easy to use in everyday life. It's helped Shelby find freedom from depression through self-love. It's helped Allison build confidence and break free from years of struggling with anxiety and depression. Jessica now breezes through fear, and Ashley can make anxiety take a back seat while she pursues the things that she's always wanted to do. Jody even turned her entire life around in just eight months after dealing with the bad for 15 years and trying all of the things with no success. Seriously, this is the program I wish had existed when I was struggling so hard with bipolar anxiety and depression. So if you're determined to beat the bad, create the change you've been wanting for so long, and live a life where you're finally thriving, then I'm here to help you make it happen. Simply go to www.simplyolly.com btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at TheRealSimplyOlly so that we can chat more about it. I can't wait to see you beat the bad.